Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Warning. You're about to enter the arena and join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell. Hey, everybody. It is Friday. It's the end of the week, and it was a crazy week indeed. Um, so much to talk about today. Um, but first, I want to tell you a, a quick personal story. Uh, it's Friday, obviously, and it's my daughter uh, is in the musical, and the musical is Finding Nemo. And she was so nervous when she tried out for this thing. I remember she was, she didn't even want to do it. She was so nervous, but she tried out. And she got a speaking part. It's a small speaking part, but she got one. And we're so proud of her. And we're going to go see her this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all three shows. But just to, to my daughter, Emma, we love you. We're proud of you. And also that this is near and dear to my heart. And also never a story that I've told before publicly, I don't believe. Um, but many of you probably don't even realize and would be surprised to know that I was actually the lead in my high school musical for two years in a row. <laughs> I've never done musical before in my entire life. In fact, um, I was on the ice hockey team and I had a conversation with my buddies in the locker room. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to try out. And if and if I get a part, if I actually make it, you all have to try out, too, to be, you know, in the cast as well. And I said, not only I think I'm, I'm going to try out. I don't I think I don't know that I'm going to get a, get a lead. I don't know if I'm going to actually get in at all. But if I get a part, you all have to try out as well. And so I kind of went in as as. I mean, it wasn't a joke. I really wanted, I wanted to get a part. I was trying hard. I was nervous, had butterflies in my stomach. Uh, but word got around school that this bet had been floated out there. And so the entire hockey team and the football team were aware of it at my high school and, and kind of were paying attention to what was going on. And the cast list came out and I got a part and all of the, with all of the football team or many of the people in the football team and many of the people on the hockey team actually tried out for the musical as well. Um, and we had more 
but typically the dynamic is with musicals is that there are more girls than boys, but we had more boys than girls, I think, especially in the second one. Um, but it was, I had to say like this, this started off kind of on a whim, uh, a, a little bit of a bet, but one, it was crazy. It turned out to be one of the best experiences of my life, which is crazy. If you look at the, like my background and whether I played, you know, I wrestled, played baseball, played ice hockey, and then joined the army, went into the infantry, fought in combat, and then did the musicals in high school. So, <laughs> but it turned out to be, again, one of the best experiences of my life. And what I love about my daughter doing this is that, you know, I, she's so, she's still so young. I, I, she probably doesn't even know that story, but she was interested in doing it and we're proud of her. So we love you, Emma. Great job. We're looking forward to see you and support you tonight. Um, also, it's Veterans Day uh, tomorrow, and I talk about veterans often on this program, uh, and I talked about veterans going into Veterans Day because it's just something that's – every day is Veterans Day for someone who served. And, you know, it's – I talked about Veterans Day leading up to today because – I wanted you all to be armed with the information on how best to support our nation's veterans. And I recently did an interview uh, on a, a local TV network uh, here in Western Pennsylvania uh, yesterday. And it was just about how best to thank veterans for their service. And I have to say, you know, I never know what to do when I'm thanked for my service. I'm grateful that people thank me. I really am. Uh, but I don't feel like I deserve it in any way, uh, mostly because I love this country and it was an honor to serve. And I remember getting back from Afghanistan and asking my soldiers, well, how do you how do you even respond? Like, what do you say when people say thank you? Thank you for service. When you say you're welcome. That almost doesn't feel like enough. Um, and what I talked to one of my squad leaders about one of my squad leaders who was actually wounded pretty seriously over there. He got shot in the back and was evac'd off the battlefield. Um, but he said, you know, I, I think you just say it was an honor to serve. Um, and that's what I started with. You know, hey, you're you're welcome. It was an honor to serve this great country because it was. Again, I don't feel like I should even be thanked for my service. I volunteered to do it. I love this country. I would do it again in a second. And I was having a conversation with someone in the live chat, Bucking, I think. Um, he asked me, do you ever regret joining the Army or maybe not another branch? And my immediate response, and this is probably like over, geez, like it was in Afghanistan in 2006, but I mean – almost geez, like almost 20 years later. Right. I mean, I'm not a math guy, but, um, the farther I get away from the war, the more proud I am of my service, even with all like mouth breathing, Joe Biden and all these idiot Democrats hell bent on just destroying this country and make the military woke and all this other stuff and this diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. Yeah. All that's terrible for our military, but I'm still proud of my service. And I know I speak for millions of veterans who I think say the same thing. Maybe we don't support the policies, but um, do you know what the, the term GI means when you GI Joe, but GI, uh, it means government issue. And it really gives you a sense about how our government sees our veterans. <laughs> the fact that we call them GIs, GI is an acronym for government issue. We're just, we're human beings, but we're issued and uh, issued to the United States government to obey the orders of the American president, regardless of political party and take an oath of the constitution and move out, draw fire in support of missions uh, that America has given us. And, you know, so, 
it, you know, when you're in uniform and you're out there moving out and drawing fire, you don't really think much about the politics behind all of it, you know, and that's part of the reason why today I'm so passionate about the politics, because I see with very clear eyes how politicians, you know, it's not the American fighting man and woman on the battlefield that lose battles. I mean, the reality is in Afghanistan, we kick the enemy's ass every single day. We won every fight. And yes, we took our licks, of course, but we won every fight on the battlefield. It was the idiot politicians back home who surrendered Afghanistan, not us. But so back to the interview I was asked on how best to support veterans or how best to say thank you. What do I do? The question I got was, what do I do if I see, you know, a veteran in grocery shopping with a hat on? And should I say thank you? And and I said, you absolutely should. And not just say thank you. Right. But let them know that I, if you didn't serve, it's like, well, look, there's no way I'll ever understand what you went through. I just won't. I, I, I don't I won't understand it. But I feel like it's my duty as a responsible American citizen to listen, you know, and just so thank you for your service. We're so lucky to have you. This country's lucky to have you. You know, uh, I'd love to hear your stories if you if you if you've got them. Now I get it in the middle of a grocery store. Who the hell has time for that? It might even come off as a little bit creepy. But if you have a veteran in your life that you can have a conversation like that with, you should have it. Um, Because I think one of the things one of the things that's on my mind a lot and I, I don't talk about this a lot as I've never really talked about this publicly but when Americans say thank you for your service I often wonder if they know truly what it took to defend freedom like if they knew I'm very proud of my service in Afghanistan I don't regret a single thing that we did over there I mean it like we did great things for the people of Afghanistan in 16 months we didn't kill a single civilian we killed over 350 enemy fighters and they were terrible, evil to the core. And the world is a better place without them. But I often wonder, like, would Americans still feel comfortable saying thank you if they knew the things that we had to do? So just give you a sense of how combat veterans see their own service, you know, and it, it also gives you a sense of why maybe we're reluctant to tell some of those stories. But I really do truly believe that that divide between people who protect freedom on a day to day basis and people who enjoy it is one of the is one of the major issues that we have in this country. And the closer that we can get to healing that gap and bridging that divide so that Americans don't take freedom for granted and veterans have an opportunity to tell their story a little bit. I'm telling you, that goes a long way to putting this country back on the right track, because as Americans become more aware of what it takes to defend freedom, we then therefore elect more politicians who understand it as well, because politicians are simply a reflection of our culture. And so it's it, Veterans Day tomorrow. If you know a veteran, thank them. Tell them that you want to listen to them if they want to talk. Tell them that you want that you feel like it's your duty. It was your duty to fight. It's my duty to listen. Tell them that you want to be there for them. Tell them that you appreciate them and tell them that you want to do everything that you can to understand what it means to serve this country. And that will go a very, very long way, I promise you. Um, Okay, we got so much to talk to. And that was kind of a long, open personal story. And then talking a little bit about Veterans Day. Uh, Also, uh, uh, what, what am I thinking? It's the Marine Corps birthday. Yes, I'm an Army guy. But yes, happy birthday to the United States Marines. Semper Fi, brothers and sisters. Uh, actually, at the end of the show today, I've got a really funny video about the Marines that we're going to go out on for the weekend. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but if you're watching this, as always, you know the drill. Smash that like button. Subscribe to Battleground Live. Tell your friends and your family and people you see at the grocery store to subscribe to Battleground Live. 
If you're watching from Red Voice Media, get over here, get in the trenches with us, subscribe to Battleground Live. If you're watching here on my Rumble page, get over to Red Voice Media and subscribe to them as well because conservatives need to support one another. Okay, now there are so many things I got to get through real, real quickly because, again, this is an only an hour show, and you can talk to my producers, and we all kind of laugh about it. I leave things way too much on the cutting room floor, so I need to do a better job at moving through stuff fast. Um, but Manchin is out, uh, obviously a Democrat senator from from West Virginia, um, it, deep, deep, deep red West Virginia. And look, he pretends to be a moderate. The reality is he votes with Joe Biden the vast majority of the, of the time. Now, he said he was getting out of the race because he wanted to do everything he could to bring the middle together, I, whatever. I mean, the reality is he is not running again because he knows that he's going to lose and lose in a big, big way. Um, so there's that. That's a big deal. And the reason why that's important is that it, that's a that's a plus one pickup for Republicans in the U.S. Senate. And that brings the U.S. Senate back to 50 50 Democrat uh, Republican. That's a very, very important thing. We can't have mouth breathing, cackling Kamala Harris as the tie breaking vote in the chair. Um <laughs> I, 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 for one, am tired of her cackle um, in her word salad. So this is a real big deal that going into 2024, if not, if we hold the seats that we're supposed to hold and the Democrats maybe win where they're supposed to win. And I hope that's not the case. Uh, we're going in with a 50 50 Senate. That's a huge deal. Uh, and beyond that. Montana is looking real, real good. Ohio, uh, you know, got Bernie Moreno and I think LaRose in Ohio, but Bernie Moreno is a real hell of a candidate. J.D. Vance has already endorsed him. Ohio's an R plus eight uh, with Trump on the ballot. Ohio is probably an R plus 12 down ballot candidates will no doubt benefit from that. But Ohio is looking real good. And the polling that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Pennsylvania is in play. I mean, so Republicans, remember what I told you when this fiasco, uh, speaker fiasco was going on in the U.S. House of Representatives. I told you that I think that the Republicans might have a better shot at taking the Senate this cycle than maintaining control of the House. Now, we already have a majority, but the House is is in, in many cases a tougher climb, not because of, I mean, well, the Republican Party is an absolute train wreck with a massive identity crisis that tries to stab President Trump in the back all the time. I mean, obviously, the party is bifurcated between establishment Republicans and Trump Republicans. You know me, you know where I stand. I'm a I'm a I'm a right wing populist. I've been a Trump supporter from the, uh, you know, for as long as I can remember. And I still am. Um However, uh, the, the, uh, yes, the Republican Party is in shambles, of course, I, they, and they piss me off every single day, um, really. And I, I do believe I, I agree with Vivek that the Republic say we're a party of gentlemen losers and we've established a losing culture. All that needs to change. But it's a reductionistic it's a reductionistic point to stop there. The Democrats, just quite frankly, in, in many places, you know, except for Florida and I think except for North Carolina, have just redistrict the hell out of a lot of these swing states. And so the, the states themselves are favorable for Republicans statewide, but they're gerrymandering these districts to make it real, real difficult to win. Look what happened in Virginia with the state uh, House and Senate legislative districts. I mean, all the raid, all the talk was that they're blaming Trump for these losses, even in Virginia, blaming Youngkin for these losses. But the reality was, is those districts were, were drawn to favor Democrats before Youngkin was even elected. And the, the proof is in the pudding. The takeaway for all of us in Parnell's platoon is that Republicans won, won those districts that were Biden plus eight. That's a real big deal. 
that puts Republicans uh, way ahead of the curve going into 2024. But my point is the Senate's looking good. I have a good feeling about it. The House, I don't really have a warm and fuzzy about it yet, uh, but we'll see in a couple months. And of course, we'll keep you posted on all that. Um, but Judge Ngoron, this creepy dude that posts half naked pictures of himself on his uh, high school alumni uh, newsletter. I mean, seriously, guys, uh, ladies, gentlemen, uh, I don't like just saying guys, but you know what I mean? Uh, I mean. Who the hell does that? Who posts half naked pictures of themselves on the website for for high schoolers to see? It's just weird. It's just the most bizarre thing in the world. Uh, obviously, this guy's a total creep. Um, but at least Stefanik today filed uh, a judicial ethics complaint against him. And I got to say, hell yes about this, because, again, the, the Republicans have to go on offense against. Yes, there's a <laughs> look at those creepy pictures of that dude that's clearly naked in a locker room, posting them on an alumni newsletter. This is the guy that's uh, overseeing this tr Trump trial, this disgraceful Trump trial in New York City. And by the way, Laura Loomer actually broke an unbelievable story on this where Judge and Goron's family's out there on the internet, like talking about Trump, saying they're going to throw him in jail. I mean, I'm telling you, this all of what I just told you, especially about the story about what L Laura Loomer uh, is doing and the story that she broke, uh, these are all reasons for this guy to recuse. He's clearly not just a Democrat hack. He's he's a Trump hater. And Republicans have got to go on offense against these biased Democrat judges that are just a disgrace to the system and destroying our judicial process. But Elise Stefanik just says, she says here on Twitter, I just filed an official judicial complaint against Judge Arthur Ngoron for his inappropriate bias in judicial intemperance in New York's disgraceful lawsuit against President Donald J. Trump and the Trump and uh, Trump organizations. Americans are sick and tired of the blatant corruption by the radical left, radical leftist judges in New York. All New Yorkers must speak out against the dangerous weaponized lawfare against President Trump. Read my full complaint below. I encourage you to get on X, Twitter X, and read the full complaint. It's too long to read on here, uh, but it's very, very good. She basically takes the she basically just dis de like dismantles this guy, and it's hard to see how he could possibly stay on the case after this. But I'm sure in commie New York they'll figure out a way. But uh, so there's that. Kudos to Elise Stefanik. Um, okay, I got to show you this video of of this woman getting pulled over because it's indicative of a much larger problem in this country. But before I do that, let me just thank Deepwell and thank Cabot. They're both two founding sponsors of this program. Deepwell, you hear it every show. They're an amazing American drilling company. They're hiring. Uh, they're looking for all sorts of people, people out there to work on drilling rigs. And if you're interested in that kind of work, I don't think my body could handle that anymore. <laughs> but you'll you'll start at fifty plus thousand dollars a year with full benefits and everything else, and then you, stay, you follow their educational track that they have there at Deepwell. You'll be making over two hundred fifty thousand dollars in five years, and they pay well in all of their jobs. Cabot Guns, same thing. They're hiring as well. They've got locations in different parts of the country as well. Also, go ahead and look them up online. They're hiring, but they they make the best pistol in America, all American made, uh, truly incredible people. I know this the, the CEO of that company as well. He's an American patriot that believes in the Second Amendment, and we should support companies that love and support us and love and support this country. And those are two companies that just do through and through. So thank you, Deepwell. Thank you to Cabot Guns. Okay, this video, I, I saw this the other day. Um, it's a little bit long, but it's but it's hysterical. Uh, this woman gets pulled over for drunk driving. 
I, I just got to show you the video. And I, I just got to tell you before you watch it, it, these cops, I mean, my God, they, these people, these cops are making 65, 70 grand a year. Uh, they don't make enough money to deal with this crap. But go ahead and roll this tape and watch this. What's going on? Nothing. Why are you driving in the wrong way of traffic? No, I just got changed around. I just moved here like two months ago. Okay. I just got changed around. Okay. Do you understand what's going on, though? Yeah. You're going in oncoming yes. traffic. I know. And I just decided that it was better just to turn around and really Okay. But I'm sorry. I just have, like, really bad social anxiety and stuff. I get you. I don't want to step out whenever you're asking for stuff. Okay. Well, we're past that. Just go ahead and step out. As an indigenous person. Right back here, please. Miss Perry? Well, I'm non-binary, so. Okay. What do you go by? Kai. How can I refer to you tonight? Kai? Kai? Okay. Hey, I'm smelling alcohol. I know. How much have you consumed tonight? Like, probably three drinks. I need to run you through some tests right now. Stand facing me, please. But I just want you to know that I also have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. <laughs> okay. Any recent head trauma, traumatic brain injuries, anything I need to know about? Uh, mental, yes. <laughs> Focus on my finger, please. I am. You're just, like, trying to intimidate me. I don't know how I'm trying to do that. This is the test. As you know, as an indigenous person, and there's a bunch of going around, I'm sorry, but it's just for me to be on my toes. I get you. Can you remember that I told you that I'm non-binary? Yeah, I'll try my hardest. I'll refer to you as Kai, right? Yes. Perfect. I need to know if you have any injuries or anything that would prevent you from doing a standard walk or a turn tonight. Mental health. Um, any physical injuries? Mental, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Mental, PTSD, depression, anxiety. I get you. What else do you want? Now with your right foot, place it in front of your left in a heel-to-toe touching manner with your arms by your side, just like this, ma'am. Call me ma'am, please. I'm trying my hardest. Okay, well. Okay. It means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so. Okay. It's kind of triggering. Right foot in front of your left. Nope, go back. I'm sorry, but the whole man thing, just like. I apologize. Let's see if we can move forward from it. You have zero questions? No, but I just want to tell you that I suffer from really bad anxiety, especially... Uh, with generational trauma and PTSD around white people and cops, like, it's just... Uh. I'm going to speak with you right over here, okay? No. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and place your hands behind your back. Don't, dude. Don't make don't, it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. No, nope. you're... You're going to get a resistance. Dude, I... You're going to get a resistance. I right? don't. Don't resist. Don't. Listen to me. Don't resist. Don't. You're being Come a here. white man and Come don't. Here. I followed all of your shit. Like, as an indigenous person, like, you guys. You guys are scaring me. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? I mean, okay. She says, as an indigenous indigenous person, 
like 20 times. She, she says that ma'am is triggering. She said she suffers from generational trauma. And that is primarily because of white people and, co- and cops. Uh, the reality is she is driving drunk and putting other people's lives in danger. But somehow she's the victim. This is something that this this the woke mind virus, as Elon Musk coined that term, this is something that is pervasive in our young generation where they go to high. They have these tenured high school teachers, tenured college professors who indoctrinate our children uh, with this insane. Like propaganda that is not attached to reality in any way, shape, or form. And what happens is, is it creates professional victims. I mean, she's driving drunk, driving down the wrong side of the road. Uh, if she was left to her own devices, she could, pro- she would probably kill somebody and kill or kill herself, kill somebody. And yet she's trying to cry racism, trying to blame the police officer, trying to play the indigenous person's car. I mean, look, this is a real problem. And Obviously, parents have a huge role to play here as well. Um, But if you're a radical leftist parent and you're raising kids like this, I mean, honestly, not only are they professional victims, but clearly they're a danger to society. It's like this this woman has clear, very clear mental health issues. It's it's well beyond. I mean, she said, oh, she has PTSD. I mean. Whether or not she's experienced any sort of real trauma in her life, I don't really know. But the way that I'll tell you that cop, I mean, we are inundated with stories of how cops suck and how they're not good at their job. And the reality is that cop, again, I've already said you can't pay me enough to do that with that. I would not have been able to have that kind of patience. But that cop did an absolutely incredible job. And I just want you to if you you know, I know to the shit libs who are watching this, you know, who are super anti-police and support defunding the police and all that. Um, like, watch that video. I mean, this these are the kinds of things that police officers have to deal with day in and day out and my god like kudos show that video because i want to show you know these cops are under an incredible amount of stress deal with this bs all day long and that guy was a complete pro and that woman was a total mouth breather uh even worse than that i gotta find another word uh okay let's move on to john fetterman here real quick i have seen so many conservative influencers, conservative media pundits out there sharing John Fetterman videos uh, of uh, that that show his support for Israel uh I mean seriously for the last 2 weeks and it and it's driving me absolutely crazy. Um and actually before I before I explain why, go ahead and watch this video. Every the, all these conservative influencers and politicians and media pundits were all like, "Oh, this is amazing. I love this." Uh, ugh, drive me crazy, but roll the tape and then I'll show you exactly why it drives me crazy. You're a horrible human being. So what's happening is, is that's you know, free Palestine people, anti-Israel people, occupied Senator Kirsten Gillibrand's congressional office. They were arrested. John Fetterman comes out looking like a hobo in a hoodie and shorts and is waving an Israeli flag. OK, 
all these conservatives were like, oh, my God, John Fetterman's like the best. Troy. He's amazing. This guy's so great. He's spot on on this issue. No, 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 no. <laughs> John Fetterman is the senator from Pennsylvania. Bob Casey is a senator from Pennsylvania. They are both Democrats. Pennsylvania, for the last 100 years, has had one Democrat and one Republican at the top of the ticket. The state generationally expects a sense of balance in those offices and from those office holders. It's how our state is wired. You have one Democrat that says crazy, crazy, weird things. You have one Republican who you would hope says conservative things and Pennsylvania's breathe a sigh of relief and say, "Okay, we got the balance that we've had forever. Bob Casey is up for re-election this cycle, okay? Bob Casey needs the pro-Hamas, anti-Israel voter to win. It is not an insignificant amount of people. In fact, it makes up the vast majority of his base. So in order to give the state of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the balance that it craves... John Fetterman is out there moderating himself on the issue. John Fetterman is this ra- he is the most radical senator that we have in this country, bar none. He is a lock, stock, and barrel, card-carrying socialist, you know, boycott, divest in Israel, uh, free Palestine whack job. Everything the Democrats do is calculated and is for a reason, and that reason is to keep and maintain power. John Fetterman can afford to be strong on Israel. He can afford to be a hawk on Israel because he's not up for re-election until 2028. And Bob Casey is worried that if we don't, that if his counterpart says crazy things about Israel, that will sink him. Because again, don't forget, he needs the terrorist sympathizer vote. He needs the free Palestine crazies to win. So all of these conservatives that are out there giving John Fetterman props for his position, it's an astroturf position. Nothing that these communists do is for no reason. Everything is deliberate. And it's to give Pennsylvania a sense of moderation to help Bob Casey at the ballot box. And first of all, let's hope Bob Casey doesn't win. I don't think he's going to. I think he's got a real serious primary challenge or a real serious challenge in the general election, I should say. But my point is, John Fetterman is not being real when it comes to Israel. My God, if you're a conservative influencer, if you're a conservative media pundit, please see through this political insanity. Okay, deep breath. Let's move on. I've already talked to Parnell's platoon about that. You all know how I feel, but that was for conservative influencers who I need to wake up. They need to see the light. Um, okay, we got to talk real quickly about um, the Democrats that are they're just absolutely in panic mode, scrambling to ditch Biden. Um, but let me tell you about American alternative assets real quick. Uh, Bidenomics is not working. U.S. dollars losing value. Your hard-earned savings is at risk. I mean, you saw I had Michael Christian on yesterday. Uh, he's he's a, he's a genius with, genius with some of this investing stuff. And we talked about the an idea that there might be another Great Depression on the horizon, right? And 
gold is something that has maintained its value for the last hundred years. I mean, it's, 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 you can't go wrong with, I'm not an investor. This isn't investment advice, but just seriously, you should really take stock in what he says. Uh, But you can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar and volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Uh, Dial 833, the number two USA gold. That's 833. 287-2465 287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com because Joe Biden sucks. All need a little bit of protection from him. Uh, this invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. So call 833, the number two USA gold. That's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com because Joe Biden sucks. Okay. The Dems are scrambling to ditch Biden because Biden's poll numbers have never been worse. I mean, look, there's this there's this um, these polls that came out today. Morning consult uh, Bloomberg News just came out. Um, uh, This is these are swing state polls. Okay, Pennsylvania, Trump, 41, Biden, 38, Kennedy, eight, West, one, North Carolina, Trump, 42, Biden, 33, Kennedy, nine, West, two, Arizona, Trump, 40, Biden, 36, Kennedy, 11, West, one, Georgia, Trump, 43, Biden, 34. I'm just going to read the top two of the ticket. Nevada, Trump, 39, Biden, 35. Yeah, there you go. You got the image right there. Um, Wisconsin, Trump, 38, Biden, 36. Wisconsin's a big deal. I mean, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, huge deal if Trump wins that. But right now, a year out from Election Day, he's winning, even with Kennedy and West on the ticket. Trump's up to him. Wisconsin, Michigan, Biden, 38, Trump, 37, Kennedy, 10, West, 2. And this is from 4,900 uh, registered voters. It was conducted this last week. So Biden is on the ropes in a big way. But also, let me just add, let me just tell you about this here, too. Polling, it gives you a great sense of if you're reading and, and analyzing the numbers in the ways that you should and 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 trusting people like Rich Barris, the People's Pundit, a.k.a. Savage Rich, who does great polling. Yeah, polling can give you an idea of how people are feeling. But if you don't show up on Election Day, as we just learned, it doesn't matter. So, yes, this polling is great, but now we got to get the ball across the goal line and elect great conservatives. I don't think we're going to have a problem in 2024 with Trump on the ballot because that guy's a he is the soul of the Republican Party, and he's a turnout machine. But but nevertheless, uh, Steve Ducey asked Joe Biden about uh, the polls and why specifically he was trailing Trump. And check out what Joe Biden had to say here. Why do you think it is that people should be more concerned about abortion access than your age? I don't think it's a comparable comparison. Why do you think it is that you're trailing Trump in all these swing state polls? Because you don't read the polls off the jigger in 10 polls. Eight of them, I'm beating him in those states. Eight of them. You guys only do two. CNN and New York Times. Check it out. Check it out. We'll get you a copy of all those other polls. Don't you don't believe you're trailing in battleground states? No, I don't. I think this is recent. Well, I mean, obviously he's wrong. I just read you a a morning console Bloomberg News poll. Um, But look at this poll on the issues from the same Bloomberg poll. Swing state issues. Trust more to handle the economy. Trump 50, Biden 34 percent. So Trump's up 16. Immigration, Trump 50, Biden 32. Trump's up 18. Democracy, whatever that means. Biden 42, Trump 39. Uh, Abortion. Biden 40, Trump 36. Uh, let's let's put a little asterisk there. Uh, Biden's only up four points over abortion. That's a big deal. And that's primarily because of Trump's messaging on the issue. It's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal because Democrats have weaponized the issue. But Biden's not that far ahead of him. 
Uh, stock market, Trump 47, Biden 27. Trump's up 20 points there. Prices, Trump 49, Biden 30. Trump's up 19 points there. Labor unions, labor unions, Trump 40, Biden 39. Taxes, Trump 46, Biden 33. Cost of everyday goods, Trump 47, Biden 33. Interest rates, Trump 46, Biden 30. Social Security, Medicare, Biden 42, Trump 39. So even that issue and the issues that Biden is winning, he's winning within the margin of error, barely winning. I mean, so Democrats are rightfully scared and they've been talking on all the shows uh just talking about this, and if you're listening for the right stuff, you can hear the fear in their voices. Uh, check out this video uh, where they're talking about how 76% of adults in this poll say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Let's go ahead and roll this tape one year from Election Day. George, voters are just plain frustrated across the board. 76% of adults in this poll say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Only 23%, less than a quarter of the country, say that we're headed on the right track. And the issues that are animating voters' frustration, it's almost unspeakably vast and broad. Economy, 74% of Americans say it's very important to them personally. 69% say the same about inflation. Those are issues in our poll that tend to favor Republicans. Voters say they trust Republicans more than Democrats on those issues. I mean, like this, <laughs> what I'm showing you that these aren't exactly conservative outlets. And in fact, if you think back to 2016 and even 2020, and I mean this, Trump had never enjoyed these types of leads in any poll ever. So the Democrats are petrified. You got to check out, uh, I got another um uh, video here uh, talks about a brutal round uh, of polling for Biden ABC panel. And this was last Sunday. So it's a couple days old, but the a, a full Democrat panel is out there openly discussing about uh, talking about Biden stepping aside. Go ahead and roll this tape. This is probably going to lead to a lot of Democrats increasing the chatter that Joe Biden should step aside and, and, and make room for another Democrat. And I think the problem that Democrats have is they don't know who that Democrat would be right now. I don't think that uh, people look at Kamala Harris and feel like she is ready to take that step forward. They look across the rest of the party, governors, senators, mayors, House members, and they're struggling to figure out who they could put up if it's not Joe Biden. And so I think the reality is Democrats are probably going to run Joe Biden. I mean, so you see, you hear that Democrats are probably going to run Joe Biden. Um, Brock and I were talking prior to the show about, I mean, Brock believes, and I, I, I totally agree with him that the Democrats that, that, I mean, Brock was saying we're talking about within the context of impeachment because Mike Johnson, the, the new newly minted speaker of the house, Republican speaker of the house, I should say, uh, just came out today and said that there's not enough evidence to impeach Biden. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I mean, I completely and wholeheartedly disagree for very, very obvious reasons. But it's just, you know, I've I, I seen enough. Anybody with half a brain, anybody with a little bit of common sense can see that there's plenty of evidence to impeach Joe Biden. If 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 Trump were guilty of the crimes that Biden was guilty of, they would have impeached Trump 50 times already. I mean, hands down. However, and brought what Brock and I were talking about was, uh, hey, look, they're subpoenaing you're subpoenaing all, Hunter Biden. Uh, they're, they're subpoenaing Joe Biden's brother. They're subpoenaing the Biden family. 
I don't have an issue with dragging this out as long as humanly possible. Let's hear their testimony. Let's get those facts out to the American people. Let's see what they have to say. Let's slow drip this controversy as long as humanly possible and make it so the media uh, has to address these things. Of course, they're going to lie. Of course, they're going to spin. Of course, they're going to omit facts. But by and large, Americans, I do believe, will do everything that they can to seek the truth on these issues because even the polling for Joe Biden isn't good on this. I mean, most Americans believe that he did something wrong, that he used his name and his office to sell uh, influence to countries that really don't like us. And Americans are concerned about it, and rightfully so. Uh, but what Brock was saying is like, I, he's like, I don't want to necessarily impeach him just yet uh, because I don't want the Democrats to get smart and replace him. Uh, you know, my, my thought process is, and I, again, I don't disagree with Brock about this, um, but my thought process is, is that I think some of the Democrats are desperate to, to, to replace Joe Biden. I mean, a couple things. I So Joe Biden, the Democrats, if Joe Biden could still speak in a coherent sentence and the Lazarus pit was not needed for him, um, I mean... I think that they would I think that they would be fine running him. Joe Biden has the name. Uh, he's he, he's from Scranton. He's not from Scranton, but whatever. He's he's from Pennsylvania. So he's got technically I mean, the media is going to spin it like he has an advantage in Pennsylvania. And that's probably going to help him at the ballot box. Old Scranton Joe, um, by and large, for his last 50 years in Washington, he has a reputation as a moderate. Of course, that's not true. He's a total whack job, uh, whack job communist for sure. But my point is is that I think the Democrats, if, if Joe Biden wasn't so old, decrepit, mouth-breathing, and cognitive decline, I think the Democrats would would run him. And, and again, think back to 2020. He wasn't exactly in the best shape in 2020 either. I mean, they just ran him from his basement, raised a ton of money, and ran old ads with him that made him seem like he was cognitively competent. The difference this time is that Americans see uh, they see him every day on their television set. They see that he's old, decrepit, uh, animated corpse. Um, they feel the just the hurt of his policies, you know, where it matters most. Every time they fill up their car, every time they look at their bank account, they feel the pain of inflation uh, every time they go to the store. Which is why when you hear KJP, the worst White House press secretary in the history of the world, along with Joe Biden, just straight up making up stuff about the economy. The economy's good. You know, you know, 37 percent of American families are making more now than they did last year. Inflation's going down. I mean, all of that, those are complete and I mean complete and total lies. But the reason why their lies aren't working is that Americans can see for themselves. And, and the reason why, you know, this whole argument, let me just address very quickly this argument from the never Trumpers and the anti-Trump movement of the Republican Party. I have to say this whole argument that Trump can't win. OK, I just read you a poll and there are five or six other polls, a poll that came out last week from The New York Times that has Trump winning in all of the swing states beyond the margin of fraud. So this argument that Trump can't win a general election. I, I, can we please retire that argument? Because really, if you're a Republican and you're making that argument, people should just ignore you across the board because you're a moron. OK, Trump can win. In fact, he's probably the only candidate that can win uh, the general election, period. And, and the reason for that, I mentioned it very briefly, but Trump is a turnout machine. Now, again, 
you know, we talk about like super competitive swing districts or districts where Biden has an advantage to voter registration advantage. Is Trump does Trump help there? I think he still does. Um, of course, I think he still does. But is it a little tougher climb? Yeah, it's a swing district. That's how it goes. But Trump brings out low propensity voters better than any Republican that I've ever seen. And and the Republican Party should be embracing his candidacy just because of that reason. Uh, instead, Republicans are just doing everything they can to, you know, stab the guy in the back, you know, wait to see if he's taken off the ballot or thrown in jail. I mean, it's really pathetic because, you know, even though the Democrats are out there talking about maybe Joe Biden being replaced, they're not nearly as brazen about it as Republicans, are they? Uh, but you talk about potential candidates that could that could replace replace Biden. You've got Gavin Newsom, you've got Kamala Harris. The Democrats like to act like they have a deep bench. They don't have a deep bench. These people, Gavin Newsom, I mean, he's Machiavelli, Machiavellian in a lot of ways, but this guy's a total whack job. If you want to look at what his policies, the damage that his policies have wrought, look at California. San Francisco is completely unlivable. I mean, there is an app that you can download on your phone that tracks human poop. If you don't want to have a human poop app in your state or your hometown or your cities, don't support Gavin Newsom. I mean, these people that live in San Francisco, these are liberals that continue to vote for this crazy stuff. I mean, you can't even park your car out in the open without somebody smashing your window. You walk outside by yourself at night, you're going to get mugged. Gavin Newsom owns all of that. He's responsible for all of that. And so the Democrats believe he's some sort of savior. And I think Republicans fear him. But I, I don't I think that Trump is going to be able to crush a guy like Newsom. Yes, Newsom says he, he's polished. He, who cares? He has a record that has devastated the state of California to the point where you even have liberals running for the hills because his policies have been just so devastating. So I, I, Kamala Harris, my God, if Joe Biden can't go, please let that crazy psychopath step into him because somehow, some way, as unlikable as Hillary Clinton is, and she is the most, I, I swear to God, she is the most unlikable political candidate in the history of political candidates, except for Kamala Harris. Somehow she's less likable than Hillary Clinton. So please nominate Kamala Harris, because again, Trump will absolutely annihilate, annihilate her in a general election. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the Democrats, again, they say they have a deep bench, but they don't. And I, I wish, I wish, I wish the Republican Party could get their act together here. I wish that Trump didn't have to waste all of these resources campaigning against an undercard group of characters that has no shot. I mean, the reality is the debate, the Republican, I watched it because I got to do this show and I want to bring you the truth and, and, and the facts, right? And my thoughts about the debate. But the debate affects nothing. These people are 40, 50 points down from Trump. And he didn't even bother to show up because they're all irrelevant. They're not part of the conversation. So it begs the question, why are you still in the race? You're, you're draining resources. You're hurting President Trump. You're hoping that he gets thrown in office or taken off the ballot. I mean, really, I, 
you're just not being team players. And again, stay in the, if you got, uh, again, it's your right to stay in the primary if you want to. I completely get it. This is America, people. At least just, come on, read the tea leaves, people. There's writing on the wall. You ain't going to win, period. Trump is inevitable. It just is what it is. Okay, I got to talk about next block. I got to talk quickly about this endless climate change hysteria because this is probably one of the most dangerous things that we face as a country. In a, I mean, in a, in a long list of, of very dangerous things that we face as a country. But let me tell you about the wellness company uh, real quickly. Now, Melanie and I, Commander Melanie and I are big believers in this stuff. We really are, um, especially when COVID happened and they locked us down. We thought we thought to ourselves, like, my God, like how do we get antibiotics if we can't even go to the doctor without them trying to force some COVID vaccine on us or our children? Or what if, what if there is an actual natural disaster and, you know, one of our kids gets hurt or we get hurt and, you know, the wound gets infected and you don't have antibiotics to treat it. What do you do? Well, the wellness company gives you an, an answer to these questions. And it's, it's actually real reasonable from a price standpoint as well. But uh, okay, we're living in times we're being prepared. It's not just convenience. It's a necessity, whether geopolitical instability or threats of war or just increasing occurrence of natural disasters, you can never be too prepared. And let's face it, folks, our government has not been doing a great job ensuring our safety. So it's up to us to take matters into our own hands. And that's why, as I told you, Melanie and I are both super excited to introduce you to the, um, this medical emergency kit from the wellness company. High quality doctors are involved with the wellness company, including Dr. Peter McCullough. And uh, of course, McCullough was you know, a genius and still is uh, telling the truth about COVID and the lockdowns and the vaccine. He's involved with this. And so, you know, if he's involved in it, it's, it's a great thing. But they provide top quality wellness kits and products. And let me tell you, they've outdone themselves uh, with this kit. This kit contains a range of prescription medications like ivermectin and antibiotics uh, Antibiotics that can prepare you from everything from COVID to the plague. And the best part, these prescriptions are available through telemedicine. And you don't even have to leave your home to consult with a healthcare professional. So, folks, this is the future of emergency preparedness. This comprehensive kit is designed to cover a whole range of scenarios, be it natural disasters like hurricanes, earthquakes, floods, supply chain shortages, and even, yes, end of the world as we know it situations, maybe even like zombie apocalypses. I don't know. So if you're sitting there wondering if you need this, let me make it simple for you. You absolutely do, because the question isn't if an emergency will happen. It's when and when it does. Wouldn't you rather be the person who's prepared rather than the one scrambling around when it's too late? So go check out this must-have emergency kit from the Wellness Company. You can get it now at rvmemergencykit.com. The Wellness Company would like to say, stay safe, stay prepared, and God bless America. And anybody who says God bless America is okay with me. Okay. Endless climate change hysteria. Okay, so the left has been all over this climate change thing for a real, real long time. At first, it was there's going to be a new ice age, there's global cooling. And then it became, when I was in school, my teachers used to talk about a hole in the ozone layer and chlorofluorocarbons and that we shouldn't use hairspray because they have chlorofluorocarbons and those chlorofluorocarbons destroy the ozone layer. And if we destroy the ozone layer, it's going to cook us here and we're all going to die. And when that didn't happen, it became all about global war. And when that didn't happen and people rejected that, they said, oh, well, you know, we're just going to call it climate change. And the reason why they did that is because they've been wrong about every major prediction for the past 50 years. I mean, every prediction that they've ever made, they've been wrong about. 
check out this video from a very long time ago in 1983, where I was too, where they are talking about climate apocalypse. Go ahead and roll the tape. The Reagan administration has proposed making airbags or automatic seatbelts mandatory for new cars. Critics urged immediate action. And finally, a federal report today predicted possible catastrophic warming of the earth by the 1990s with a strong climate change. I'm Jessica Savage in New York. More news later on this NBC station. Okay. Now, next video, another older video. He's got Rush Limbaugh and Al Gore. It's really, really, really important to show you how this argument has evolved over 30 years ago. Go ahead and roll this tape. We've got local environmental problems, regional problems like acid rain. Now we've got a whole new category of global or strategic problems, which include the hole in the ozone layer, which now could appear above the United States, global climate change, the destruction of the rainforest at a rate that means they'll be totally gone in another few decades unless we stop the pollution of the oceans and the atmosphere and the like. These represent brand new challenges that call for a new kind of response. Rush, I've, I've listened to you many afternoons, as you know, uh, and you tend to, I don't want to say you dismiss all of these issues, but at least you dismiss them as having been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, absolutely. I don't think that there's anything conclusive about what Senator Gore said, with all due respect. I think, for example, there is no ozone hole over the United States. Uh, if we want to get into detailed discussion of ozone depletion, we can. But uh, I, I think, Ted, that there is not a crisis. See, this is the problem I have. I don't think the Earth is fragile. I don't think the ecology is fragilely balanced. And I think that the doomsday industry that is typified by members of the Hollywood acting community who say we've only got 10 years left to save our planet, we've got to act now. There's no way, if what these people say is true, that we can solve these problems in 10 years anyway. It's budget time in Washington, NASA's being cut, and I think that this, this fright and, and uh, doom scenario is designed to frighten people. Everything in this country today seems to be a crisis. We can't do anything without it being have, uh, having to face it as a crisis. We don't have any time to think about it. Uh, there are as many scientists, uh, and maybe even more, on the opposite side of all of these doomsday predictions. And, and I think that that's they need not to be true. Listening. Yeah. Oh, yes, there are. That, that's not true. If I can right. jump in there, Ted, where the ozone hole is concerned, for example, the linkage between these chemicals, chlorofluorocarbons, and the ozone hole is established. There may be one one hundredth of one percent of the scientific community that disputes it. Now. Oh, no, no, no. It's far more than that. Uh, Ted, that the environmental movement, as, as fueled by the militants who lead it, uh, I think is the new hole of socialism. The I ozone hole is threatening to open up above North America, above Kennebunkport. And still, we're not reacting. <laughs> it actually, it never actually opened up over kind of bunk porter. <laughs> I mean, but you see, Rush Limbaugh was a genius. First of all, was it funny looking at some of these old videos? Uh, but but Rush Limbaugh, man, he had these climate psychopaths nailed back then. He knew exactly what it was all about. He knew that the movement was a, a, a Trojan horse for socialism. You are the carbon that they want to control. This is about controlling every aspect of your life. And oh my, it's not just Rush Limbaugh talking about it now. Joe, uh, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk talked about it as well. Let me show you one more video before we get to the Friday funny, but check out Elon Musk and see how this argument has evolved over the last 30 years. Go ahead and roll this tape. I'm pro-environment, but the, 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 
in the limit, uh, if you go, if if you take environmentalism to an extreme, you start to view humanity as a plague on the surface of the earth, like a like a mold or something. Right. Um, and but it's if this is actually false. Uh, the earth could could take probably ten times the the current civilization. The, the population could be you could ten x the population without uh, destroying the rainforest. So the the, the the environmental movement, and I'm an environmentalist, uh, has gone too far. They've gone way too far. Um, you know, if, if you if you start thinking that that humans are bad, then the natural conclusion is humans uh, should die out. I mean, and that's exactly what many of these green psychopaths, these radical greens, are talking about. They think that the Earth is too populated. That that the ideal population for the Earth should be five hundred thousand people. Believe me when I tell you, if if you told these psychopaths, these and these are Democrats, that they could, you know, solve global warming or climate change by barricading you in your house and burning you alive with your children, believe me, they would absolutely do it. They're crazy. They're anti-human. And, and, and the entire argument is disingenuous. It's so frustrating because, you know, if you look at just, I mean, obviously there are unbelievable uh, economic benefits to being energy independent and drilling for natural gas and drilling for oil. If you've gone on some of these oil rigs or you go out to a natural gas site here in, in Pennsylvania, where of course we have Marcellus Shale. I mean, I watched Star Trek. My dad's a huge Star Trek fan. He used to, I used to watch it with him when I was a kid. Like it's like going onto the bridge of the Star Trek enterprise. It's super, super advanced. And so uh, we have, if car, if, if the environment actually mattered to these people, and wasn't just a Trojan horse for socialism and controlling every aspect of your life. They would be embracing nuclear. They'd be embracing natural gas because through those two, two things, we've decreased our carbon emissions in this country every year for the last 20 years to a standard that is better than what was set forth in even the Paris Climate Accords, which was a terrible agreement for the United States. So not only is their argument BS, uh, but doing what they're doing empowers our enemies like China, who doesn't give a damn about carbon emission, is building two coal-fired power plants every single week. In Russia, uh, 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 like us disengaging from the oil and natural gas and fossil fuel industry and not being energy dominant, it's not enough to be energy independent. As a country, we want to be energy dominant to depose countries that despise us. But I, by us disengaging, it gave the main pillar of the Russian economy, a major boost. And now they're selling natural gas and exporting natural gas all over the world and empowering countries like Iran and other asymmetric threats like Hamas, people who hate us, they're they're giving them breaks. And it, had we just been energy independent and Biden not completely decimated the industry altogether, Russia would have never had the economic power or ability to invade Ukraine. So the reason why I talk so much about climate change hysteria and anytime news breaks on it is because so many of our issues can be tied right back to that economic issues, military issues, issues of foreign policy and hurting our enemies without even firing a shot. But again, the Biden administration seems hell bent on destroying this country and destroying our position in the world. And in so doing, the first thing that they go after is our energy dominance. So, I mean, look, just give you this was this is from this was like from basically a year ago. These are just gas prices. This is how it affects you. 2017 under Trump, two dollars and forty eight cents. 18 under Trump, two dollars and eighty cents. 19 under Trump, two dollars and sixty two cents. 2020, two dollars and eleven cents. And then Biden in 21, 22, 23, three dollars and thirty eight cents, three dollars and seventy two cents, three dollars and forty four cents. Energy, 
policies matter a lot. Economically, they matter to your pocketbook, and they matter to the strength of this nation on the world stage. And the more we hurt our energy industry, the more we pave the way for our decline, both domestically and globally. And so, okay, all right, let's hit a timeout. Let's take a deep breath. Lots of serious stuff that we discussed, but I, I talked earlier in the program that it is the United States Marine Corps birthday. And while I was Army, I completely understand the traditions of the U.S. Marine Corps and the importance of the U.S. Marines to celebrate their birthday and celebrate it well. And as an Army guy and as an American, I appreciate the U.S. Marine Corps. I served next to these guys in combat. I bled with them. They are the best of the best of the best. It is their birthday. I saw this video for going out for our Friday funny, and I thought it was appropriate. Now, if you have children around, let's just go ahead and say earmuffs. Because as us knuckle draggers can tend to be a little rough around the edges and maybe say a cuss word every now and again, you're going to hear some cuss words in this. But go ahead and, and roll this tape about S-H-I-T, shit, shit Marines don't say. Happy birthday, devil dogs. Roll the tape. Fuck is Jesse Puller? This is just too much. What happens on November 10th? <laughs> I forget. Ooh. Bro, I walk right into the VA. They fix everything right then and there. Man, I love government <laughs> healthcare. Pendleton, fuck. One of 29 palms. Hey, guys, before we get too heated, remember the Geneva Convention. Hey, man. <laughs> you Marine? Ex-Marine. My favorite sexual <laughs> position? Abstinence. I'm just <laughs> from fucking suck. I'm not doing shit for Chesty. Fuck Chesty. That son of a bitch. God bless the United States Marine Corps. So, hey, thank you for being with us tonight. If you're with us all the way through, make sure you like this video. Subscribe to Battleground Live. Subscribe to Red Voice Media. For those of you all who are in the trenches with me on Friday night, have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday night at 5. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. And God bless this exceptional nation that we live in. Have a good weekend, and God bless our veterans. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.